the subordinate role, the second in command, the supporter of the household versus the leader of the household in your experience or now? Like, why do you think that women are falling into that? I mean, I think they fell into it because men are the stronger of the species and we just basically uh, strong armed our way into it. I think because we were the strength, we intimidated and placed the woman in this place. And I mean, it was a time that men wrote and created the rules and the laws and whatnot. So, you know, and I don't think that was always I think it was the other way around, but it goes too far back for any of us to ever know about. But I think it came a time that some man was like, I'm not taking this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he just and they just strong armed their way into the top of the power chain and whatnot. But even those men, they were nothing without their woman. But, you know, that's my belief. I believe that the same way people conquer lands, men conquer women at one time and only because of their strength Mm. and their brawn and whatnot. Yeah, that's a really good point. You are now listening to the Girl Talk with Pops podcast. My name is Brittany. And I'm Todd. On this podcast, my daughter and I are digging into the complicated dynamics between men and women. It's not every day that you hear a father and daughter talk openly about the struggles of love, relationships, dating, and life. But because we're dedicated to elevating the conversation between women and their fathers and father figures, we're sharing our intimate conversations with you. That's right. No sugarcoating and 100% vulnerability. Tune in every week to hear our fresh perspectives on challenges that men and women face every day. Let's go. Today's episode is inspired by a few conversations with friends and one in particular with my boyfriend. He had a call with the community group and was surprised to hear from black women that they often feel that they're at the bottom of the societal totem pole. I was shocked to hear that he had never heard that sentiment before. So I wondered why that might be the case. And in this episode, I get my dad's take to see if he feels the same way. We also debate the quote unquote supportive role that women are expected to play. You know, we talk a lot about men and women and the dynamics between men and women in relationships, but I don't think that we've talked about it in this way. So I have a question for you. Are you Uh ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I knew one was coming, so I'm ready. All right. So Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) All right. All right. Go ahead. Now I'm ready. Do you think that women take care of or prefer or help men more than they help themselves? I think so. I'll put it like this. Now, I'm a, I have to go back to the women of my age. Women of my age, I think so. Younger women, I if I had <laughs> to guess know. on it, I would say no. Oh, and that, why is that's that? just because <laughs> I mean it's it's, it's uh basically oh, it's two that? different eras and I grew up with women that grew up with I hate to say it like this but yeah I mean like I'll just use my example like my mother she was a little more subordinate to mm. her husband my father so not that she was weak because she really led the household mm. but she just was a little more subordinate more attention was given to him. So Mm -hmm. I think that women that grew up in those households, which, you know, of the 70s and whatnot, 
you know, if they had both parents mm-hmm. in, in the household, that's the lead they follow. Not all women, but I think a great deal of women. Most of the women that I've dated in the past, that's how they were now. Just listening to like some of the younger cats that, that I work with or, you know, that I, I associate with here and there. Now, you 30-somethings and 20-somethings, I think it's totally different. I don't think... um and not with all of them once again, but I think I think women now have more of their own mindset and their own wants and their own needs. And, and that's what they want out of life. They're not here to put a man. I mean, first, he would, she will put him first as our husband and whatnot, but not first over me. It's a more of a thing. Should I say me, too? No. <laughs> it's a more of a me thing. <laughs> it's more equitable. At least, well, in theory, it's more equitable. Right. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you are hearing that or seeing that. I don't know if I agree about my age range. I don't know. I think it's a great question for our listeners to, you know, let us know what you all think here. Do you see your friends as a man or a woman? Do you see the women in your life like preferring or helping the men? in their lives more than they help themselves. I think that it's probably true that women of your generation did it more, but I think it's still happening. But also women of my age are, well, at least from what we see, like the the rise of self-care is like real. Women are like taking time for themselves, prioritizing mental health, prioritizing vacations with their friends, prioritizing fitness, health, wellness, and even like getting married later because it's like, well, no, I don't actually need. We talked about this a little bit. (laughs) No, I don't quote unquote need. um, I don't need no man. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) You can say it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like. I think compared to like the 60s, the 70s and like in history, women have needed men for things like legitimate things to like drive a car and like get a loan. And like men were making more money at jobs and, you know, getting more education. But that's just not true anymore. No, I mean, women are, I think, definitely are more educated now. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Women just realize that they're you all are the smarter being, you know what I'm saying? Where I think they already knew it. It wasn't a realization. (laughs) Let me say my (laughs) statement. Okay. (laughs) Let me say my statement. Women are now realizing (laughs) that, that you are the smarter being. And now that they realize that, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of it. I mean, and, and which you always should have been taking advantage of it because if, you know, there's always a, a strong and a weak. But see, that's like from one of our old conversations, you know, I say a lot of a lot of women lead from the background, you know what I'm saying? Because they know they're smarter. But even in that generation, they put their husband's thoughts on paper first. But really, the plan was going the way she wanted it to go because she was that smart. So, yeah. But yeah, you are. I mean, you are. I give it to you. I, I'll be the first to say so women Women are smart, very smart. I think uh, successful relationships, um, I mean, a man could be successful, but I think he would be a whole lot more successful with a smart woman, a woman that that understands her worth because it just make him push harder for success. And why do you think that? 
Why do I think that? Because a man, I mean, because once a man know that this woman is the deal, I mean, really the deal, he's going to want to make it really happen. He's, I mean, he'll do what he got to do to survive. He may even take care of you. But when he when he knows that this woman is the deal, and, and that's, those are my words, that he will or I would anyway, I would go to all ends of earth to make things happen for us in a better way. And we'll just, you know, we'll eat off each other and whatnot and, and make it greater. And plus, besides, I mean, that, that saying behind every man, what is it? You know what it Behind is. Behind every, every strong great man is, is a, a stronger, stronger woman. woman. And that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. I mean, people say that all the time, but people don't live that. You know what I'm saying? But it's a true factual saying. People just don't live it. And I think a lot of women, they may be the one and they just don't live it because they fall into this characterization that women aren't supposed to be that way. Women are supposed to be the the weaker of the two when when you're really not. Anybody give birth, y'all super women, you know, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you all I do agree. things that we can never do, ever. But that's why I think this is so interesting because I think that statement has some truth to it, but there are obvious, or maybe not obvious, there are various reasons why this is still happening. And I guess I want to double click on the point you just made around women still falling into the characterization of, you know, the subordinate role, the second in command, um, the supporter of the household versus the leader of the household. Like, why do you think that this is still happening or why do you think it ever happened? I mean, even like back in the day, if you want to reference that or in your experience or now, like, why do you think that women are falling into that? I mean, I think they fell into it because men are of the stronger, are the stronger of the species. And we just basically uh, strong armed our way into it. You know what I'm saying? I, I think because we were the strength, we intimidated and placed the woman in this place and, and men wrote. I mean, it was a time that men wrote and created the rules, you know, and, and the laws and Absolutely. whatnot. So, you know, and they, I don't think that was always I think it was the other way around, but it it goes too far back for any of us to ever know about. But I think it came a time that some man was like, I'm not taking this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he just and they just strong armed their way into the top of the power chain and whatnot. But, you know, even those men, they were nothing without their woman. I mean, that's why, I, you know, and I ain't gonna say that, but, you know, that's my belief. I believe that the same way people conquer lands, men conquered women at one time and only because of their strength mm. and their brawn and whatnot. Ooh, yeah, that's a really good point, um, because I think that part of the issue is patriarchy. Right. And similar to um, what you were just saying, and I've said this before in our last season about all of the looting and protests going on, just like it's true that history is written by the victors. I think it's also true that history is told from the perspective of men. True. And true. that's the fault of like patriarchy. Like that is patriarchy at its finest. 
I agree with you wholeheartedly. And like I say, I only got to that point because some man got tired of women running the show. I mean, and this goes back, you know, biblical days, in my opinion. I mean, we I, it's nothing even written that we know of to prove this. But is this my gut feeling that that's the way that it was? And this is where we are now. But now women are coming back into that same power. I mean, we're, women are stepping all the way up and they're doing things that men aren't doing. I mean, they're achieving more educationally than men are achieving. They're, they're soon will be, if they're not already there, making the same type of money that was always an issue between uh, men and women and whatnot. But you all are coming up. I mean, and you're coming up to where you should be at. And it's just about now, once you're up there, you know, I don't know what's going to happen then. But once you're up there, I hope that the good men step up and understand this and everybody just, you know, raise good families and whatnot. Because, you know, it's so much stuff going on in the world. You see this racial, this and class, this. But I think, you know, it's also a man and woman thing in this world because this, this is a world that men created. I mean, not the world itself, but just the laws of the world. Men yeah, created these exactly. laws. Yeah. Women did not create these laws because if women created the laws, I don't think we have as much problems as we got right now. Yeah, there's a lot of literature around that, actually. <laughs> See, I don't even know. That's just my gut telling me. I, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I give it up to you every time. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I've made mistakes with women and took that vulnerable part of them and, and use it to my advantage. But that's when I was younger. Now, especially since I got daughters and not that you all have brought it to my being or to my thoughts, but I really see the strength in women. I mean, now more than ever, because just like, you know, women can't make it out here solo. I mean, I don't think they should. I think, you know, because I, I think people should procreate and make kids, but women are doing it. I mean, in vast numbers. I mean, I, I don't even because men still write some of the rules. I don't even think we know exactly what women are doing. That's how powerful it is, because I don't think that, you know, they are letting us know the whole numbers because that would be like, oh, yeah, you know, some men in some big houses and big places. There's like, you know, yeah, y'all are advocating against women. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why, I mean, it's so many crimes against women and this and that, you know, people of power want to keep the real people of power down, whether it's, you know, women, people that's oppressed or whatever. They That's why they try to keep you down, because once you come up and know your worth, I mean, they really just afraid that everything we did is going to be taken. Yeah, um, that reminds me of a future topic that I want to talk about around male privilege in general, but black male privilege specifically. What's that? <laughs> We're going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing? <laughs> that's why we're going to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. It's a thing. Yes. That's why I want to talk to you about it because I think it's not really recognized. And there are plenty of men that don't see the power and the privilege and yeah, just the privilege that they have in our society um, that black women don't have. And something you said earlier reminds me of this quote that I read. And it's essentially something like black men can't fight the system. So they fight what they can control, which oh, is yeah. black women. And that kind of goes back to your point around like strength. 
And yeah, I just think this this is such a like wide ranging, deep topic. And there are so many sort of branches or tentacles that we can touch on. Um, But I definitely want to talk about black male privilege at some point, um, because I think that you are like aware of, you know, how the dynamics between the generations have changed, but they haven't fully changed, especially when you have all of this like violence happening against women that's not well reported or women's stories not being accepted. Like there's still a bunch of that happening. And yet we have women that are still kind of going back to the original point, women that are still taking care of, preferring and helping black men more than they help themselves. Like there's an imbalance there that I think is like really, really interesting. And I don't have any of the solutions, but I think it's interesting to talk to you about it as we come from different generations and, you know, we have different experiences. Um, So that's a little bit of a carrot for the future. Uh, I'm going to read up on this. Uh, what you call it again? Ma- black male privilege. That's right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some homework to do. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, but one of the things that we haven't touched on that I think is related to this, and I, I guess I'm curious to hear how you think this has evolved and the dynamic that we're talking about is this idea or concept or widely accepted thought, I guess, is that women are nurturers, right? So more than men are, comparatively speaking. And when you have two people, one is more of a nurturer and one is more like a hunter, for lack of better words. You know, women are always thinking about family and they're thinking about the advancement of family and they're thinking about legacy and they're kind of better multitaskers. And I think that has a big role in the fact that women, especially, uh, and one of my friends said this, actually, I think this dynamic is especially true for women in relationships and women with sons. I think single women are like a little bit different because they are just single and they're just worried about themselves. But I think that if you have a black son or if you're in a relationship with a black man, then you're more likely to care for, prefer, or help a Black man more than yourself. And I think that's true because by nature, women are more nurturing than men. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you agree with that? How do you think that plays out? And how do you think that compares to also sort of widely accepted uh, that men are more like egotistical? Because I think those are like the antitheses of each other. I mean, you are correct when you say women are nurturers. That's because women bear kids. So once you bear a child, I, th- I think it's just in, in a woman's DNA to nurture a child to a certain age. Um, and I think it carries over because men don't grow up. <laughs> I mean, we don't grow up as quick. <laughs> so you all have to keep on whether you want to or not. I mean, once you set your eyes on we a man. We don't and, want to. Well, um, <laughs> but it happens. It happens. And I don't think you should. I think women should just like it comes a time that you let your children go. You know, you if, if you have to nurture a man because he has a hurt ego, talking about the ego of the man, that's 
you know, what type, why would a woman have to nurture a man through his hurt ego? You know what I'm saying? I, I, it's all right to have, you had your dudes back, but I mean, if his ego is hurt by whatever he is, he has to step his game up where he can get past that. So he could be a, a better person and whatnot, or a better man and whatnot. But, you know, the nurturing thing, that's just life. But I, I, I don't think that's supposed to go on forever with your kids. And I, I don't think it should go on forever with a man or for that matter. I just think it's a seasonal thing. And once those seasons are over, it's over. I mean, you can always love your child, but you got to let go. And as far as a man is, if it don't become a team thing, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't have his back because he'll have good days and bad days and whatnot. But, you know, I, I've seen some women just carry the dude. I mean, carry him mm-hmm. like he's a boy. And that's crazy to me that I mean, that I never understood from those type of relationships. And I I don't know how I think some men just fall into it and they use it and they want it. And that's not really being a man. And and he's not going to ever be a man. I mean, he'll be a man in age, but he'll never step up to the plate if a woman keeps on nurturing his hurt ego. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but I think it's also related to something, another thing to do your homework on. <laughs> another Girl, thing I think. I ain't got no pen. <laughs> well, that's why you have a beautiful brain and you're just going to remember this. I got some timers. <laughs> sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. No, I got you. Go ahead. Give me my homework. Um, I think that the ego is so closely related to the inner child. Yeah. And like unfulfilled needs from the inner child. And this is kind of like deeper, which is why I'm sure we'll have multiple shows that touch on various aspects of this because we've heard Many times that, you know, like women look for what they didn't get in their relationship with their father from a man. But the same is true for men. So men are like looking for women to nurture and like not necessarily uh, mother them, but just kind of like. Just hold me. Validate Because my mother never held me. So I need you to hold. Yeah, it's like validate that they are a good provider, validate that they are smart and handsome and all of these things that it's just like, yeah, you cute, but like you're getting on my nerves. And sometimes that is like, it's just this interesting thing that we don't really talk about as deeply when we just kind of talk on the surface about, you know, men and women relationships. But I think it plays such a big role role and how we relate to each other. And that's one thing that I'm learning just personally. Then I, I think I've said this before in season two, but all of the patterns from childhood, the things that you learn from your parents, things that you saw, all of that plays out in relationships all the time. And nobody really knows that unless you are doing like therapy or deep thinking or you're just like I don't I mean you might know it I don't know I can't speak for everyone but I know it requires like a higher level of uh, understanding understanding to know like oh as a child this happened and for that reason I seek people like this 
or as a child, I didn't get this. And for that reason, I want this. So I think it's a little bit deeper than like the nurturing bit, especially when it comes to like ego and like this dynamic between men and women. But that's why the word, mm, I don't know if it really applies here, but it kind of reminds me of the word intersectionality of like being black and being a woman and being XYZ, because this is not just one, uh, you can't view this type of conversation from one specific lens. There's history. There's just the fact that men and women are different. There's today's society. There's discrimination. (laughs) There's all of these things that like play into how we get along. That's just so fascinating. Yeah. And a lot of it does stem back to your childhood. And because that's where it all starts. I mean, you're becoming a human starts at your childhood. So I know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people miss a lot of things in childhood. And you write about therapy. You know, I, I believe that most of us need therapy. I think, and, and not, be, not because we got issues. I think we all need to talk to somebody just. You ain't even got to know what it's about because because a good therapist will bring you to light. And I haven't had therapy yet, but I do want to go. But I believe a good therapist will shine a light on a lot of things that you don't even understand that's going on with yourself because we all grew up somewhat different. Some of us grew up better than others. All Everybody's circumstances were different, but we're all trying to meld into, you know, these relationships or these groups and whatnot where all of us aren't the same. And it also with society is sort of society's fault, too, because I'm one of them people. I believe that like schools, especially uh, elementary schools, you can't teach every child the same. And you try to yeah. put 30 kids into the same boat and you can't teach 30 kids the exact same way. So, you know, and that's that's also part of your conditioning where therapy may help you, you know, down the line and whatnot. And I know therapy is expensive. Everybody can't just go. But if you have any means of um, insurance or money to go to therapy, I would recommend it because I rec- I'm recommending it for myself. I 100% agree with you. I think therapy should be like a normal part of society and that everybody should do it. Mostly for the simple fact that it's like going to get a physical. Right. You should just kind of check on your Once a year. <laughs> at least. Look, if you go get, uh, you know, um, uh, physical, physical, you should have a mental physical once a year. Also, that should be a part of, you know, that should just be a part of everybody's well-being because your body could stay strong, but you mentally you're falling apart. You know, that is and the brain is one of the biggest muscles and it's, it's a controlling muscle. So why shouldn't we have to have every six months to er- once a year a uh, mental check the same way we have a physical check just to make sure that we're all right? Because some people aren't all right. Some people don't even know they aren't all right until they snap or something crazy happening. You'd be like, oh, he should have been getting help. So he didn't know he needed help. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I ask all our listeners, just try it. And I, when, when I do go and I plan on going soon, I would, if it wasn't for COVID, I probably would have already went. 
But when I do go, I will definitely share with our listeners and let people know exactly what was going on because I just think everyone needs it. So I, I know I have some dents in my armor that therapy could probably definitely help me with. Yeah, I mean, and the good thing about this technological age is that there are quite a few online alternatives where you can just kind of talk to someone from your phone or from your computer um, virtually. Because even during COVID, and I don't know how long this is going to last, it's going to be a while before things are normal. You can actually go into an office consistently or in a normal fashion. But yeah, there are, are a bunch of different alternatives that are, I think, a little bit cheaper than traditional therapy. So just putting that out there, I am a super fan of talking to someone that's not yourself and not your family and not your friend that is a trained professional to hear you out and, and validate you and affirm you and let you know that, you know, your thoughts and feelings are not wrong and that you are entitled to feel the way that you feel. And there are ways to like process that in a healthy way. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned that because I also want to talk about therapy in another session. You're just on it today. Jeez. You know how it is, man. <laughs> you know how it is. I, I may have some issues, but you know, I'm, I ain't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not that dull knife in the tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but real talk, real talk for our listeners and Brittany, for you too. If you, anyone knows of like a online therapist or the type of therapy that, that I can, um, talk to virtually, I guess, whatnot, you know, uh, especially if they're in the Detroit area or in my Michigan area or something like that, uh, y'all could leave us a message on Instagram through the DM or hit us up at girl talk with pops, um, at gmail.com. Cause I'll be interested. You know, I, I hadn't thought about anything virtually and I should, I just had a virtual doctor's appointment. So, exactly. yeah. so I guess it would actually virtual therapy would be easier and better than a virtual doctor's appointment. Cause I'm like, <laughs> You ain't check my knee. You ain't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you just talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> this would be half price. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, if if anybody got any recommendations, uh, hit hit us up. Awesome. I will also send you some resources. Uh, I knew you I would. I, have, <laughs> I think I have a few uh, in my back pocket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. That covers what is the how do you say it? that? Uh, that wraps up. Wow, I'm so rusty. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Y'all Jeez. take care of yourselves. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Stay tuned next week where we'll continue in this lane to discuss how men might perpetuate the feeling and experience of black women being at the bottom of a totem pole. We'll talk about patriarchy and male privilege, specifically black male privilege. Male privilege is a concept that most men don't immediately identify with, but I think is one that needs to be acknowledged and discussed, especially amongst men with daughters. If you like what you heard, let other people know by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts and rating Girl Talk with Pops five stars. Don't forget to share Girl Talk with Pops with a friend and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Girl Talk with Pops. <laughs>